broadcasting from Littlehampton, UK. This is the Man Up Podcast. Loading in five, four, three, two, one. Well, fantastic. Hello, everyone. It's fantastic to be here with uh, my good friend, Tony Vino. Hello there. Tony, we're talking about fatherhood today, amongst other things. I'm sure we'll go off script. What, <laughs> what script? What script, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is maybe where we're going wrong. Tell us about your kids, Tony. So I am uh, a stage where I've got two kids now. Uh, last year was quite a, an important marker for me in my uh, my uh, my life. My, my little boy started school for the first oh, time. Man, oh man, that was your first day. Well, I mean, I mean he's fifteen, really. He should have, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's a bit of a late developer, but it, it, it was it was beautiful. That first day was quite. A significant moment for me, you know, because he'd he'd been leading up to it, and he he did the classic thing where the idea of school was better yeah. than the reality for him. And then I got him there, and he didn't want me to go. But when I when I when it when I got him in his little uniform, little red red jumper, those little um, grey shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's a certain age, I think, where you know those little kind of um, trouser shorts become inappropriate yes. to wear. You know. Around about sort of 14, 15. <laughs> if your kid's still wearing them, that's when you're like, right, okay, um, time to go to longs. But um, there was a moment when I saw my little boy, he's no longer my little boy, he's, he's, he's in school, he's having experiences that I don't know about. He's, yeah. in, he's in this place, he goes behind the, 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 the school wall and what happens there, I don't know. I ask him, how was your day? And he treats it like he's, um, he's a prisoner of war in World War II. <laughs> he won't, it's just his name, that's all he'll give me. What, what have you eaten? I'm not telling you anything. It's, if I, you know, he's like, it's, apparently it's classified information. <laughs> so he, uh, he doesn't like it. Does he not? No, he, 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 he kind of did it for about a week and he was like, oh, that was, that was nice, Dad. Um, what are we doing next week? And I said, oh, no, that, that's... Yeah. There's another 12 years we of keep this. Going, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like it, that's it. I said, just look him in the eye and say, welcome to the grind. <laughs> <laughs> so he does it. And then um, my little girl, um, so he's five, little Jojo. And then my little girl, uh, Myla, she's two now. So she actually is probably, he's about to start nursery for three mornings a week. That'd be a huge change in in our lives because I you know, obviously been a comedian. I'm off during the week, so I spend loads of time with the kids during the week. I'll be back, I'll be I'll, I'll be alone again, mate. Oh, crikey! I, I don't know. I just have to. Um, I have to. I don't know, get pro on Candy Crush or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, I'll find something too. But how about you? How, what, what, well, I've got six like? children. Wow, six: 21, 18, 16, 14, 13, 12. Strange names, I know, but uh, <laughs> kind of easy to remember. And, <laughs> and it's a wonderful blessing, having kids. Wow. Uh, and it's not easy. And I was telling someone the other day, when I was a youth worker, I was the world's expert on bringing up kids. <laughs> and then you have children, and, uh, and they're toddlers, yeah. and you're the world expert on teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have teenagers, and you think, you cannot give advice. You can't. Can you? They're all so... Different, but the one thing that I have learned, and as I do seminars round and about, this amazing phrase that I've said so many times, I think I've come up with it, but I'm sure mm. I haven't. That children don't remember days, they remember moments. Yeah, and I've found bringing up our kids, uh, and as I speak to other people, this is just so key having these moments. And moments don't yeah. have to be swimming with dolphins in Florida, though that is unforgettable yeah it's things like i mean recently i mean i was in the doghouse big time with my oldest because i got one boy and five girls right wow and my oldest daughter is 18 now uh this is why i'm going gray <laughs> um, but when she was 16 i picked her up from youth group once yeah 
one night and I just got a Captain America outfit as you do love it for an event and I thought why don't I go in fact I put it on Facebook just got this outfit who thinks I should pick my teenage daughter up from youth group dressed Brilliant. as Captain America <laughs> and we had 100 votes within seconds and everyone said do it uh, <laughs> now I'd forgotten we were picking up a load of her mates as well <laughs> so she was <laughs> she didn't speak to me for 24 hours oh brilliant but again she hasn't forgot it she's not forgotten she's it. and that is it it's, it's I, I, I really agree there's something about creating memories and rehearsing them as well with your kids because they don't remember like you say they don't remember like a, a day or a period well, like that a holiday can, yeah. it's a moment on that holiday it's a moment on the holiday the last holiday we went on we went to um, Centre Parks right? the one at uh, Sherwood Forest. Obviously, Sherwood Forest was a famous Robin Hood who stole from the rich, gave to the poor. <laughs> Centre parts, they just steal from everyone. Right? <laughs> That's their thing. But I remember going out into the woods with my, my, my little boy, my little girl, and we had another family with us. And then we had, it, was, it, was, it was in winter, and we just had this little picnic. Uh, you know, out in the middle of the woods, and they were loving it. You know, like you know, picking berries and just like you know, creating a little picnic. We took some food with us, and the thing is, now you can take a picture of it and go back to and go look at that. And because uh, kids are so in the moment and so in the present, and I think the one thing about tragedies of adulthood is we're always worrying about the future or regrets about the past. But those moments that you create when you're so totally in it so it's like time stops you know and, and that's it that, that was one of those moments where I thought yeah I'll be talking about that you know, with them for years you know as, as they kind of as you go through you, if you review the year it's usually things like moments on a holiday yeah. moments where things happen you don't remember the whole year do you? No and it's crazy things as well mm. some of our listeners have been uh, texting in Trevor Sharp getting my, my children to help build the kitchen units and he says, no, really, it was intended to be a team effort. <laughs> It'll be much quicker for him to have done it alone. And that's true. Little DIY things. For me, I found with parenthood, you don't always have to actually try and do kids' activities mm. and play. It's actually get them involved in your world. You know, if I, so if I'm doing something like mending something in the house or, uh, you know, whatever it is, like I'll try and get them involved. Cooking. I get my kids to cook. The two yeah. and five year old. So you know, breaking eggs. He loves breaking eggs. Smash. You know, basically you get half a shell oh, on the, in the bowl and on the away floor. On yeah, <laughs> scrambled. They egg. crunch it in their hands and everything. But that's part of the, the joy. Of, of parenthood so I get them involved in cooking and stirring the spoon whilst making the porridge it's like um, do, you, do you ever watch um, Kramer versus Kramer no oh it's a brilliant film there's a moment where it repeats them cooking pancakes at the beginning and he doesn't know how to do it and he's mm. dropping eggs everywhere with his kid and he's getting really annoyed and then the end one of the end, the end scene is where he's making pancakes again and they're doing it really well and it's like they've come full circle is there another who, who oh yeah no I was just going to say Hayley Barnhart um, this is interesting we set family adventure goals each year. Oh, no. Nice. you like that? Yeah. Last year, one of our goals was to walk behind a waterfall together. So we headed to Wales. Had an amazing experience. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Setting up kind of a, a bucket list, almost. Uh, yeah, a wish yeah. list Some... of things to do for the year. I remember, uh, really poignant, I was a single dad for five years. And my four little ones, youngest was two. Yeah. Um, I was married, my missus went off with someone else. And the first Christmas I was away from the kids on Christmas Day. Man, that was really wow. tough yeah but I picked them up on Boxing Day and they came back to my house for Christmas at Dad's oh, and I right. thought how are we going to make this really memorable so I hired a flipping snow machine oh I love it and so I picked them up brought them back to my house and our house was the only street in the it only was house like Lapland in, in the middle of uh, Essex yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lapland in Littlehampton it was covered Beautiful. in snow 
and just so creating an amazing moment that we still talk about. Beautiful. I do it as well. Like um, me and my wife used to do a lot of uh, you know going out before kids, a lot of sort of nightclubbing and all this kind of stuff. Now, when we're having a night in. I got this off Rob Parsons. He talks about the idea of having a family night. Yep. You know what I mean? Where you kind of go, your normal rules of bedtime and all that, forget that, and you know, and bring your duvets down. Yep. Get, you know, say, look, you, there's no sort of bedtime. You can have some pop, have yeah, chocolate, brush your teeth. do all that. And then, yeah, and then eventually me and my wife just uh, turn it into a nightclub. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> like, get the fruit shoots out, down Double. it, down it. And like most nights out in a, in a club, there's usually someone ends up crying in a corner. Uh, <laughs> And again, relatively inexpensive, apart from the guy that we've got to hire to um, hand out chuppa chups in the bathroom. Uh, That's the... (laughs) The 60 Second Life Coach with Peter Horn. Life in the 21st century can be quite stressful at times, so I want to take a brief look at what we can do to beat that stress. The Daily Telegraph reported a few years ago about some research by a Dr. Lee Burke, who claimed that laughter can do as much for your body as a jog around the park. In his study, he asked a group of volunteers to watch 20 minutes of comedies and stand-up routines, and afterwards he found that those volunteers registered a dramatic drop in stress hormones, blood pressure and cholesterol. Many of us know quite a lot about the basics of how to recognise stress, but if you want to know a bit more, take a look at the excellent book Manage Your Mind, The Mental Fitness Guide by Gillian Butler and Tony Hope. Here are some of their key recommendations. Number one, when you feel pressured, you need a breathing space. Give yourself time to take stock. Make time to put things in perspective and plan the next move. What works for me is to take myself into a different environment usually somewhere quiet out in the countryside or on the beach. It's helpful being away from the clutter of everyday life, and I usually end up with a much clearer sense of what I need to do next. Number two, start with the end in mind. Have a look at my article on clarifying and identifying what your core values are. If you clarify these priorities, you'll find it much easier to make decisions that in turn will lead to achieving a more balanced life. Number three, Reduce the external load. This is the lesson of the camel's back. When there seems to be little you can do about the big problems, deal with some of the small ones instead. It's amazing how dealing with some of the mundane pressures in life can help give you a feeling of being in control, even when there are other things going on which are beyond your control. Number four, reduce the internal load. Change your response and your attitudes. Although we often cannot control our circumstances, we do have some influence over our response in them. Our internal dialogue, what we say to ourselves in our heads, is particularly important. So notice your own internal dialogue and ask yourself or get someone else to do this for you. Is it useful? Remember that what you focus on is what you'll grow. And it's better to focus on solutions to your problems rather than remind yourself how big they are. Jobs for the boys. Right, so here we go. We are here. Jobs for the boys. And we've got a boy with a girl's job. Wow. Well. We shall find out in a minute. It's only Darren Allwright from Compassion. Now, am I right in thinking you are a PA to Justin, <laughs> our dear friend? A lot of people say PA. Uh, it's actually EA, Executive Assistant. Um, so, glorified PA. So, what's the difference between an EA and a PA? Um, do you make coffee and tea? Still make the coffee. Still do the laundry. Firing. Still uh, tidy his desk. Uh, Not yet. Not yet. Um, 
there's probably just a bit more, bit more, you know, data and analysis involved in the EA. Um, yeah, but basically it's whatever he tells me to do. So I'm happy. You know, Sounds good. Good variety. And it's a great organisation. Love Compassion. Yeah. Very involved. It's a child sponsorship charity global. Yeah. Yep. Tell us a bit about the, the charity. Yep. So work in 26 different countries. We are all about releasing children from poverty, giving them an opportunity to escape the situation that they're in through uh, sponsorship, which means that they can go to school, they can receive. Uh, the education they need, um, the medical support that they need, the social support that they need, just all through the local church in the countries that we work in. And you're based UK head office in Weybridge? UK head of office in Weybridge, yeah. So take us through a typical day in the life of a PA Tip- stroke EA. Oh, EA. EA, you, EAs get up earlier than PAs, so alarm, 5.45, ready to go, on the M3. Are you ready, uh, 5.45? 5.45 alarm off, yeah. yeah. Getting before the traffic, so it's an eight. It's an eight four, but um, yeah. So log into the email, see what Justin sent across. He works late, so there's normally something to do in the in the morning. Fantastic, and um, you know this is radio. This is podcast. You're an athletic guy. You like myself. You're yeah, similar like build. Similar, similar build. build. I mean, I got a pillow up my jumper at the moment. Are you an Ironman uh, or a marathon guy? Aren't you? No, not a. Well, I've done a couple of marathons, not Ironman. I'm doing the Muscathlon in Kenya. Uh, this June standard marathon there is an option for an ultra marathon but I'll train for the marathon and see how so we go so you're doing a 26 mile run in Kenya in Kenya is just outside yeah has yeah. anyone told you it's going to be hot uh, all, all I want to do is beat my boss uh, that's the main aim for being there he's doing it as well but I fancy my chances and your best time for a marathon so far just under 4 hours 3.57 um, the one before that I did in 4.06 but I had to go to the loo I had bolognese the night before. Did you really? <laughs> you didn't do a Paula Radcliffe then? Well, I found, a, I found a portaloo, you know. Made it decent, but slowed me down well, a bit. On the marathon, you stopped and you yeah. the portaloo? Yeah, twice. Good on you, mate. Respect Thanks, yeah, you. thank you, thank you. Fantastic, Darren. Um, what would you say to, to someone in the world of admin in an office that are frustrated, want to do a little bit more yeah. with their lives? Uh, do, do a muscathlon uh, get out there take every opportunity that you can when you're not in the office um, to freshen up take your mind off it um, but I enjoy being in the office I enjoy it good people around you um, keep a positive mind and just do your best serving so. and your, your business dream? business dream? well, well, well that's a busy work dream work dream. dream I'm not sure at the moment maybe I have my boss working for me uh, <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure I, I've just started this one, so I'm very much, yeah, focused on this one, but, yeah. Who knows? Brilliant. Yeah. You're listening to the Man Up Podcast with Steve Legg and Tony Vino. So, Tony, uh, it was my birthday in January. Congratulations. What was What's the age? Well, it's funny, isn't it? Most people, when they see me, think late 20s. Yeah, they do. They do. They think <laughs> late, 20s, late 20s, but, you know... 1920s, uh, yes, yeah. I know. <laughs> late 20s, or, you, you know, but been, 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 been a tough couple of years for you, you know that, yeah. <laughs> it has been stressful. Uh, 48. 48, wow. Seems so old, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean... 48, I mean, not funny, funny, Tony. Tony but when you hit 50, that's a big one, isn't it? That's when you start going, wow. Oh, man. Get your but the, the, one of the things that really worries me, I, I'm going a bit grey, but I mean, I've kept my hair, which is great, and all the <laughs> men in my family, thick, bushy hair. In fact, I have to get mine thinned out. Do you? Yeah. Do you ever heard of that? Someone getting no, their hair thinned? How do you do that? Well, I don't do it. John the barber does it. 
Does he? He thins it out. You got thinning scissors. Oh, those ones with, have got like yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen them. You where know the sort of things. Yeah, it's kind of like they've got like little bars hanging yeah. down from the thing. Yeah. Oh crikey, right. But the thing that worries me most is I'm turning into my dad. And my dad is a wonderful man. Yeah. But there's a few things recently I've done and I thought, I'm getting old. Yeah. Number one, I've started to ask staff at pubs that I visit if they have any guest ales on. <laughs> yeah, when you go from WKD to uh, you know anything Black Sheep Brewery, yes. then you know, you know that you've crossed a threshold there, yeah. <laughs> That's number one. Number two, I own a pair of walking boots that cost more than my trainers. <laughs> <laughs> and they might actually last you till you're dead because <laughs> you're not growing anymore number three I'm on nodding terms with the guys at the dump I oh, love it mate because I'm there clearing clearing <laughs> things out you actually take quite pleasure about the idea of uh, going to the dump do you know what well, it's, it's a nice little afternoon out isn't it do you know what it's lovely that's a lovely feeling you come back and you've had a clear out. You've had a clear out. Really... You, you've seen some seagulls. And we live inland and we have seagulls at our dump. I don't You're know kidding what's me? Going. Yeah. I don't know what people are throwing out. Brine. <laughs> but... Brine. <laughs> but we have seagulls. I don't I'm know loving what. it. But this one. I woke up the other day. It was a drizzly Saturday. And do you know what went through my mind? Well, it's a good day for a bonfire. Oh, love it. Rather than like, you know, let's go out, uh, you know, for a day out to the beach. We think, hey, we could burn something here. Uh, this is beautiful. It's unbelievable. And I thought I am officially turning into my dad. And it's reminded me of something that years ago, my first house in Rustington in Sussex. Yeah. And um, it was a lovely summer's evening. She had a bath, got me bathrobe on, which is a lovely thing to do. It's a fluffy <laughs> bathrobe. You Ooh. sort of tan yourself down a bit. Is it a white one? Yes. Ooh, stains, From a hotel, actually. Stains, yeah. <laughs> so I did pay Don't for Don't tell them which one, yeah. <laughs> no, it strange story as most of these things are. I've been on the, in the Europe... Um, Europa Hotel yeah. in Belfast um, that was billed as the most bombed hotel in Europe. No way. And you think that is not a great selling no. point. <laughs> come I to a hotel there. and you might not come out alive. There's nothing like the risk factor to add to a nice Ugh. vacation. But I became pals with one of the porters and I said it was a lovely five-star hotel and I said I'd love one of your bathrobes. He said they're 50 quid each. So I thought I'm not paying 50 quid and this is 20 years ago. Um, so we had a little competition and I got it for about a fiver in the end. Uh, at, uh, at what competition? Well, we had three bits of paper, and he wrote, I wrote £5 on one of them, 25 on the other, and 50 on the other, and we screwed them up into a little ball. Brilliant. He did some jiggery-pokery, and of course, being a magician, um, I, I kept me on a <laughs> £5 one, I wouldn't let him distract me, so I got this amazing bathrobe. But anyway, so I put my bathrobe on, yeah. sitting in the back garden, 5.30 on a Friday evening, yeah. thinking, what a lovely night for a barbecue. But where I lived, lots of old people had their washing out. And I thought, I couldn't possibly do this. You know, you think about That's other people, you're not selfish. I was a young guy, I was 22, Tony. Yeah. You know, yeah. for thinking about my neighbours and their washing. Bless you. Half an hour later, thick, black, acrid smoke starts drifting into my back garden. I'm sitting there. And that's not your smoke, in my bathroom. Nothing to do with me. I look out the back, a fella over the allotment is having a bonfire, mm. 5.30, Friday afternoon. Not in his own back garden, but on the allotments. Right, he's gone. He's thought this this will this will make my house stink and my neighbours. Yes. So I'm going to go somewhere where uh, <laughs> where I can spread the nuisance. So wow! I march over in my bathrobe and say, "You've got to put that out." I said, "There's old people here washing, people trying to relax, people with all their windows open." 
And he said, well, it's my, it's my bonfire. It's my allotment. I'm not doing anything about it. <laughs> you're, you're telling me that he didn't take orders from a man in a fluffy bathroom. <laughs> the, guy, <laughs> the guy knows his own mind. <laughs> Mr. This authority figure in a fluffy bathroom. <laughs> Um, so I thought, right, I'm, I'm not having this. So I went back, marched back to the house. And got a towel. <laughs> to add some authority to it. That would have been great if I'd have had my hair in a towel <laughs> yeah. as well. This great big turban. With some pink slippers. I called brilliant. the cops, Tony. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Wow. I thought this is out of order. No. And I said, what are you going to do about it? And they said, we can't do anything. So I thought, well, this is, this is terrible. <laughs> so I said, well, you better get over here because I'm going to go and punch him. <laughs> and they were there within five minutes. Bonfire was extinguished. Wow. So now that is quite a, a community service uh, call out. If the cops won't come out, just just threaten violence. That's <laughs> a sad indictment of modern society. But it is true. But you know, but there you go. You know, you, there are times when you start to, you know, a man is pushed beyond beyond. But such a silly little thing. Yeah. But I thought, you know, I'm not saying you know, I'm a great big freedom fighter here. <laughs> you know, I'm not Martin Luther King it's, or anything. I think there's a TV series in it. It's like the Equalizer. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> The bathrobe guy. <laughs> and this time, he's moist. <laughs> Showering down. Come on. Uh, cleaning up the streets of crime. Oh, I see what you did there. Very good. <laughs> I, I find that there's moments where I do think I'm getting like my dad as well. Like, um, now that I've got kids, I'm honestly forever turning off lights as well. Oh, like, man. just going around the house, just turning off lights. Because my kids will go in, they'll... they'll that my little boy five, he can get up and he can switch a light on. He has no concept of switching that off. He's still the same thing with like taking off a coat. He'll take off his coat and just throw it on the floor. And he just lives in this wonderful fairy world where lights just go off whenever he yeah. whenever he leaves a room and, and then the, the you know, his coat gets put up on a on a hook. I'd love to live in that world, but that's that's not the world that I'm I'm doing that. I go into rooms as well, like I found it the other day, and I just started touching the radiator. I remember my dad used to do yeah. that. When he'd walk into a room and yes. start watching TV, he'd, go, he'd start feeling the radio. Oh, right. Oh, oh that's that. Nice that's temperature there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, right, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that. Um, Let me throw this into the mix. Mm. Do you ever choose the cheese board over dessert? That's quite a quandary, that one, isn't it? I was going to say, it's more of a paradigm shift. Yeah. Yeah, you know you've gone over a threshold there, don't you? But then I always, I, I'm still worried about the whole cheese nightmare debate. You see, do you know is it true? Did, well, does cheese give you nightmares? I, I don't want to take that risk. I'll, I'll have a coffee and and I'll deal with some paranoia. But nightmares, that <laughs> <laughs> my, you know, my life's um, disturbed enough in the night with my kids screaming uh, when they wake up without um without kind of ghouls <laughs> in my imagination adding to it. <laughs> I went to the doctor the other day. I was freaked out. My doctor was like 15 years younger than me. He was in his early 20s. What? And he was... I went in because I wanted a vasectomy, right? Oh, um, hello. Hello. Is it this me? Is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this, this is a bolt from the blue. I just threw that, threw that uh, uh, out there. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I've decided I'm going to have him cut, cut off and thrown down the drain. Uh, that's me done now. But And he was like in his early 20s grilling me about whether, do I think it's a good idea? And I'm like, listen, kid, right? There's a wham bar, right? Book it in. Right? <laughs> have a curly whirly, chill out. And it was, because it was weird. It was, you know, like there was a moment where I thought, crikey, I'm in my late 30s now. Yeah. Like, and I'm getting a lecture off a 20-year-old. 20, 20 it would have been about 20, 23, 24, straight out of, you know, medical college. And I'm like, look, just book it in some. Yeah. I tell you, it's a funny process. I mean, I had it done probably, yeah, 10 years ago. I think you've got to wait till your late 30s. Yeah. And we went over, so we kind of booked it in, went over there. 
and this woman was uh, was was changing. We obviously went between shifts. This lady in her fifties and the new person was coming in yeah. to take over, and she said, "Oh no, I'll see Mister Leg." <laughs> oh, you're staying on for ten minutes to check me out, and I was there with my wife, and they 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 ran through all the um, all the possibilities. What would happen if your wife was killed, or you know your children? Yes, he did were that killed, me. Yeah, you have kids again. And then she said, "I need to examine you." Indeed. And I'm sitting there in this room with my wife and this 50 year old lady, and yes. she took me behind the curtain oh and pulled goodness. the curtain. Now, now my wife has seen me naked <laughs> on more than one occasion. What I thought this is so strange. She's taking me behind the curtain and examining me. Well, now that actually I've never heard that because like, I, oh, I had don't it, say that. I think I think um, you know. <laughs> did she get your number as well? <laughs> <laughs> wow! And then and and then when she examined, what did she did she make noise like? Mm, very impressive. <laughs> A good hue. And that wasn't even that was just to book it in. That wasn't actually yeah, for the actual. That was I think just making sure. I mean, that you had two of them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Crikey, it's yeah. a funny old process. Did, you didn't go in dressed as a woman or anything like that, did you? You went in a sparkling sequins or something like that, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, no, I didn't have any of that. I just had a questionnaire. He said, you know, and he did. He went through that, that eventuality. Yeah. Um, you know, what if, what if your wife dies? What if your children die in a car accident? I said, well, this is very cheery. Thanks very yeah. much, you know. Well, the I thing said, is, you I said, said you'd never replace them, could you, anyway? <laughs> he did. He goes, he goes, it went through... What if your wife dies? What if all your children and your wife die at the same time? I said, well, look, look it's a lovely offer, right? <laughs> but I'm quite happy with them at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It seemed a bit sinister. I, I was just like, look, let's just, let's just crack on. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Man Up. Of Man Up. Visit us online at sorted-magazine.com.